What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Post to Post podcast. With me, as always, my co-host, Matt Small. This week's episode is going to be episode 56. What have you been up to, buddy? Everything good? Everything's good. It's Friday. Work week is done. Thank goodness. Yep. How was, uh, how was your work week? Not too shabby, buddy. January, February, pretty quiet weeks. Uh, I shouted out the Pats last week, but they had a tremendous loss to the Buffalo Bills, so they are out. This week, uh, this weekend, actually, we're going to have some awesome NFL matchups, I think, the, the like the way the standing shook out this week is like the week to watch in the NFL. Uh, a lot of good good games this week. I think it's like four or five good matchups. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, there's going to be I hope to see honestly like a Packers and a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl. So right. looking forward to that at the end of the day. I don't know if that's going to happen because we're not a NFL podcast, but <laughs> yeah, just thought I'd chuck it out there. I like it. I like it. You're a Green Bay Packers guy? No, no. It's just I, I love Bill's Mafia. I relate to them a lot when it comes to New England Patriots fans. Like, they're very similar in that regard. They're cold-weather, like, hard-bodied fans. Like, they're breaking folding tables. Like, a couple of years ago, I think, when they were they were down somewhere south, like, the team they were up against, I want to say maybe the Carolina Panthers, don't quote me, but they literally, like, the the – Walmart's around there, like refuse to sell folding tables to people. Because, really, no because shit. because the Bills fans were in town. They that were like, they're just gonna buy them and break them. Break so them. we're not selling them to you. <laughs> so that that was kind of cool to see. So I, I relate to them on a personal level. Um, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers get a get a Super Bowl at the end of the day, but I, I just think that'd be a cool matchup to see. They're just like you know, cold weather, hard body people like me. Nice. Yeah, I had no idea the Green Bay Packers were even in it. My my aunt is from Green Bay, so I wonder how she's doing. Like she lives there. She used to live there. If, if you live there, you have a stake in the team. Like, you are part owner. Oh, really? Isn't that funny? Yeah, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Like, anyone that lives there is a part owner of the Green Bay Packers. Do they get cheese, too? Free yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. Swiss, uh, mozzarella, you, prosciutto. You name it. You name it. Everything. That's right. Yep. <laughs> get cheesed on. Well, uh, we are a hockey podcast, so I think we should just start talking hockey. You think so? Up to you. Yeah, that sounds like a good move. Okay, good call, good call. All right, all right good call, yeah, because I don't know anything about football, and I'll just go down <laughs> that's, so That's quick. about the extent of my football knowledge, too, so <laughs> hockey, hockey sounds like a good call. Uh, all right, let's get into this. So uh, the Florida Panthers this season, I decided to kind of look into them, and uh, yeah, let's talk about them. The Florida Panthers now have the third longest active playoff series drought in sports. The Cincinnati Bengals won after 31 years last Saturday, ending their drought. Right above Florida is Detroit Lions and Cincinnati Reds, bringing that back to the NFL. Yeah, so so real quick, I'm going to jump in. I watched that Bengals Raiders game, man. I'm a big Derek Carr guy too. Like I I, I give my uh, I I want I'll just call him my brother-in-law. I give him a lot of shit about fucking. The, the Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr, being like, you know, like top, I guess, one-third, half of the NFL. I'm like, there's not a lot of talent when it comes to quarterback. Like, there's there's the ins and there's the outs. And I, I don't know. I don't say Derek Carr's in, but he's better than half the league. And it, it sucked to see them lose that game because the Bengals really, like, kind of squeezed one out. It was a weird game. I think it might have been 26-19 to 19 final, but like it was that. funny to see. And there were a lot of Bengals fans <laughs> in the stand with signs that said, like, 31 years, let's break the – Break Holy the curse, kind of, yeah. That's awesome. So I noticed that this weekend. Keep going, <laughs> nice. though. Sorry. Uh, and better news, in just nine games since December 30th, the Panthers tied the fourth longest point streak in franchise history with a record of 8-0-1. 
They've scored nine goals in two games, December 30th through, sorry, December 30th and January 15th, which makes them the third team in 10 seasons to score nine or more times twice in a single season. They've outscored their opponents 54 to 23. They are just the second team in the past 25 years to score 16 goals in a two night span, which was 7 to 1 versus Dallas, January 14th, and 9 to 2 versus Columbus, January 15th. 13 Panthers have scored at least two goals, six have produced at least 10 points, and five have at least five goals. Duclair with seven, Verhage with six, Bennett with six, Huberdeau with five, and Barkov with five. How about Sam Bennett fucking being in that mix? Like, Huberdeau and Barkov are like one of the top, you know, like underrated all star and all stars in the league. And like Bennett's kind of almost a no name. Uh, I think he signed from Calgary. I'm not 100 percent Sam Bennett. Um, and and just the depth that he adds to that lineup. Never mind six goals, but like just, just in insane. general, he'll get in there and get gritty yep. and like eat up third fourth line minutes like mm-hmm. that that's nuts for him to be in the same you know same breath as right. Huberdeau and Barkov exactly he's really gotten to the team and really solidified his spot with yeah. the team I think it, he's in Duclair too overproducing with seven like he he's a stud too but not in the same sense as Huberdeau and Barkov like I would no. expect them to be leading the way and to see Duclair and Bennett ahead of Huberdeau and Barkov that's kind of nuts it's you nuts. know yeah exactly uh, so we're going to Huberdeau. Huberdeau tallied uh, a league-best 20 points since December 29th with five goals and 15 assists. Duclair leads the team in goals and plus-minus of plus 16, by the way. Uh, and Bobrovsky has a 7-0-1 record with a .929 save percentage. As of January 21st, so far this season, Anthony Duclair has 17 goals, Huberdeau has 15, Barkov 17, Sam Bennett 17, uh, Carter Verhagen with 14, Sam Reinhardt with 11, and Aaron Ekblad with 10. They are currently first in the league with 59 points. To add to this, last night, the Panthers beat the Oilers 6-0, where Bobrovsky picked up his 35th shutout of his career. Bobrovsky becomes the third goalie in franchise history with a point streak of at least nine games, joining Roberto, Long- Roberto Longo and John Van Breesbrook. They've seen playoffs last year, losing the first round 4-2 to against Tampa. Does this team have what it takes to go further into the playoffs this season? Mm, now that's the real question. Like First round of playoffs comes and everything's out the window. Like It doesn't matter what you did all, all season long. As long as you're in the playoffs, that's what matters. You know what I mean? Like, right. That, that eighth seed can upset left and right. But what's nuts to me, honestly, is just shit kicking the Oilers again, man. Six to nothing against them. Bobrovsky with the shutout. Like, that's wild to me. I, I, I mean, circling back, but like, once playoffs come in, it's a whole nother element. And, mm-hmm. it, and this comes back to the point of are they heating up at the wrong time almost? Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I like that. It's nuts. Yep. Yeah, I just. You look at the Florida Panthers right now, both Florida and Tampa are top two teams in the league right now, not even the division, just league. And mm-hmm. you're just like, where are these guys coming from? We we talked about them last season in the playoffs, or just the season alone, we're just like, wow, Florida's doing real well. And they, they're they keeping it going this season. Talking about Duclair, Sam Bennett, Barkoff, man, these guys are just producing left and right. You know, it just, you got to wonder, like, I like where you, where you were at, though, saying, are they... Are they hot at the wrong time, you know? 
like should they be hotter like later on like should now be the time where they're just kind of having like a rut you know yeah and to put it into perspective right the panthers have played 40 games lightning have played 41 so lightning technically have a game in hand i mean sorry panthers technically have a game in hand on the lightning but they are in first place 59 points for both of these teams records are almost identical 27 8 and 5 for the panthers 27 9 and 5 for the lightning um the last 10 though panthers are 8 1 and 1 they're on a one game win streak technically uh, and the Lightning are six, three, and one on a four-game win streak. So that's interesting to see. Like mm-hmm. it, it's opposite ends of the spectrum, but these two just don't want to give up, chipping away at each other. And we're, no. we're going to see where it shakes down at the end of the season. You know, right? Exactly. It's cool seeing Florida randomly become like this hockey team. Mm-hmm. You know, really it's a hotbed. The... Hotbed oh, yeah. for hockey. Right. <clears throat> so maybe don't... they'll join in with the three M's. You know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. M M M F. That's how we're feeling tonight, bud. Mm. <laughs> uh, so we talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, Chris Pronger's number getting retired and also Willie O'Ree's number retired, and it happened this week. Uh, so both of them had their numbers retired, and we had Chris Pronger on ice with his on-ice speech uh, with the St. Louis Blues crushing a bear, which I feel like is just such a leg move, and I feel like you would do that too, except it wouldn't be just one. You'd be probably crushing fucking like a 12-pack, like right there. But like, cheers to you guys. Cheers to the fans. Cheers to Post Post Podcast. I'll yeah. have another. <laughs> keep it coming. Just keep it coming. And uh, Willie Ree also... <clears throat> This week on his number 22 retired. Uh, along with that, on January 18th, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu signed a signed and proclaimed January 18th Willie O'Ree Day here in Boston. He was also awarded the U.S. Congressional Gold Medal, which is Congre- Congress's highest expression of national appreciation for distinguished achievements and contributions uh, by individuals or institutions. So congrats to both Chris Pronger and Willie O'Ree yet again. Um Oh, boy. That's not good. Can you hear me? No, not in my headphones, but we'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be good. Um, so uh, moving on from that, uh, I got a – we're going to go from high to low here real quick. We talked about the high with the Florida Panthers, and we're going to talk about the lows with uh, Montreal here. Uh, we found out this week that Kerry Price is starting from scratch with his rehab for his knee. Okay, so I actually didn't see this. He's going to remain out indefinitely. Yeah. This is rehab for his knee and Price not rehab knee. for the... For mental health. Okay. Yep. So it's All right, name. perfect. That's good. So at least he's working on physical issues. Now right. he's, he's got the mental and, you know, yep. um, medical aspect medical under aspect. control. Yep, That's good. Exactly. So they said he was like, yeah, he was just starting over again, I guess. I guess he, when he was getting back on the ice, like we were talking, I guess he noticed there was something off, so they're just kind of restarting. Cool. It's kind of like you tomorrow morning, like 7 a.m., you're not going to be there. <laughs> Maybe we'll like rehab that for another we're couple weeks. we rehab that for another couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, my leg was hurting me. I didn't make it. <laughs> uh, Jake Allen will also be out eight weeks due to a lower body injury. Woof. Yeah, and a stat that defines how Montreal's season is going. Josh Anderson was injured December 2nd as the team leader in goals with seven. He comes back 46 days later and remained tied for Canadians' team lead in goals with seven next to Rem Pitlick. Pitlick also, like, not to discredit him, having a killer season. Seven goals for him is pretty solid. Pretty but solid. It's nuts to think about that 46 days later and you're still tied. Still like, tied. oh, my God, do I even want to come back at this point? Right. <laughs> yeah, oomph. Yeah, oomph. Uh, and better news, maybe, Montreal named Kent Hughes the 18th GM in franchise history. 
The 51-year-old from Montreal signed a five-year deal with the organization. Hughes was a player agent representing players like Patrice Bergeron, Chris Letang, and Drake Batheson, and a partner of the Quebec-based firm Cortex Management since 2016. Cortex Management is a global agency dedicated to helping professional athletes and their families achieve lifelong success. The Canadian's organization said it was a priority to hire a French-speaking GM, which we both talked about. For some reason, it's a fucking Montreal thing. Um... So before we go on to the next part, I think for like a little light at the end of the tunnel for you Canadians fans, like Ken Hughes is like a very big hockey mind. He has a lot of knowledge in the industry, and I think having him as your your GM is definitely going to back your organization in the right way. He's a great guy to build your you know your rebuild with. Right. But in my opinion, with a five year deal, no matter who it is, what it's going to be, and you see the way that they even sign players. So this is just becoming a broad stroke right now. Yeah. Honestly, like. Ken Hughes, great call. You know, it's it's going to be yeah. a good call. But a broad stroke across the league, what I'm seeing nowadays when it comes to, like, we're paying this guy 8 by 8 or, like, 10 by 6 like, just the numbers that they're chucking now, it's not about what you've done. It's about your potential for what you can do. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, four years from now, we're going to see a lot of teams get burned with these deals, regardless yeah. of it's GM, left oh, yeah. wing, defense, goalie. Like, oh, yeah. we're paying players and GMs, honestly – for what we think that they can do rather than like this is what your stats have shown that you can do and like here's like what you you've earned rather than what we predict that you can earn right and i I just think like at the end of the day how many of these guys aren't going to pan out how much of this is going to be dead money it's going to turn into a rick dipietro situation and now your money's tied up and your SOL, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think Kent Hughes is one of those guys, but just looking at number-wise, I'm like, that's what comes to mind for me. I just wanted to get that out there because I don't think we've talked about that at all. So We hope Ken Hughes does something, uh, but I, I mean, remember last year we, we talked about uh, Mark Bergevin coming in. We're just like, man, he's going to be so good for the team, and a year later he gets fired. You know? I think Bergevin did, did pretty good for the team in all honesty, like, I don't know how long he was with the team, but to to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, like, what else can you ask for? You right. know, you ask for a cup, but that's literally like the next next step further. Like, right, exactly. He's done enough in that regard. He's gotten more out of these guys than anyone else has in oh, the yeah. past, let's say, twenty years. Right, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's my way of looking at it. Yeah. Um. So and finally, the only thing good coming out of Montreal is Sam Montebo. Uh, Sam Montebo has stopped 97 of 104 shots in the past two games, which is insane. That's a lot. Yeah. He faced 53 shots on goal by the Golden Knights last night, and in my honest opinion was the reason why Montreal was even able to push for OT, where they lost 4-3. to three. Solid goaltending is something the Canadians need, especially for a team that can't score, and I think Montebo has really been proving, proving himself as more than a backup. Uh, random fact that involves the Canadians, the glass at the blue line where the benches are are now rounded off. Oh, no, no. This isn't just for the Canadians. This is league-wide. That, that's what I'm saying, yeah. it just, but it involves the Canadians. That like they're the, that whole incident was the reason why okay. now the glasses are All right, like, go rounded on. off. Yep. So and that that that's going back to March eighth, two thousand eleven, which I didn't know of. So so this... to finish Matt's sentence that I rudely interrupted, the glass like where the benches meet the offensive zones, because of the Chara and Pacioretty check that happened in the playoffs, I believe might have been regular season. Chara basically yeah. rode him into the boards and like 
crunched his neck against the glass. It used to be a 90-degree angle. Now it's, like, entirely rounded. I never really realized that, holy shit, they rounded these boards, these glass, you know, the glass the boards glass now, boards. I guess, is what I would describe yeah. it as. But, yeah, it's it's so that you don't just break someone's neck over it now. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking crazy. It takes something crazy like that to make an adjustment. But, but it's but, such a big adjustment. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and we never noticed it. It's yeah. nuts, nuts to think about. Um. So moving on from Montreal, we hope Montreal. I mean, we say this to every team that's like eating this shit right now, but we hope they like come around. Like they, I feel like they're like a team that can come around. They're just having a really fucking hot hot time with Carey Price out, Jake Allen out. I don't think they can. I saw a clip last week. I don't. I think it was Sagan and Druin on the faceoff, and I think Sagan must have cross checked him in like the side of the neck. Druin came down with the fucking guillotine and just like <laughs> cross checked him into the ice, like just buried him. I think. It ended up being, like, a matching plus another two minutes for Drew. But, like, I, I just don't think that as much as we want them to bounce back, like, I don't think they're built to bounce back. Like, this this sucks. This yeah. is going to – this year is going to suck, it's Canadians fans. Like, this is where we're at. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, just we're going to have to accept it at some point. Carey Price might bail us out next season, but we're going to have to wait and see, you know? Yep, exactly. Uh, moving on, uh, NHL's last men in was announced. Again, these four players, one from each division, were voted in by fans to be the 11th player in the All-Star roster. Uh, our boy Nazem Kadri won it in the Central, Steven Stamkos in the Atlantic, Troy Terry in the Pacific, and Jake Gensel uh, gets it for the Metro. Uh, Gensel actually replaces Mika Zibanejad, who won but couldn't go for personal reasons. Uh, dude, Nazem Kadri gets it. So, loving that. Dude, I went back and re-listened to our episode. Like, we named all of these guys, I think, except Jake Gensel, who is technically Mika's advantage in this situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, pretty cool to see that, like, uh, we might we might know what we're talking about here. It's pretty sick, right? We're getting better. 56 episodes in, we're starting to learn about Yeah, we hockey. know hockey now. Yeah, we know hockey now. We might have, we might as well have been, like, a football podcast. And might just, as like, well. I think I know more about and... football than I do hockey at this point. Uh, that's bad if that's the case. <laughs> but, yeah, shout out to those guys. Good to see them get in. I, I can't wait to watch the All-Star game next weekend, I believe it is. So, yeah, me too. Uh, next couple weekends. Well-deserving so. of these guys. Uh, moving on to <clears throat> to Timo Meyer, who had a huge night. Uh, he set a franchise record and became the fifth player in 25 years to score five goals in a single game, joining... Again, Mika Zibanejad called it March fifth, twenty twenty. Which I was like, "Wow, that's he, very close." I want to say he also had one, either twenty twenty one season or or twenty nineteen. Like back to back seasons, he had yeah. five goal games, which mm-hmm. is fucking unreal. Right? No, it's funny. As soon as I saw March fifth, twenty twenty, like I said it here too. Just like, "Wow, that's really close." And the first I thought of was his celly, where he's like back to glass, and I was like, "Do you mm-hmm. remember that celly where yep. that was his fifth goal?" You're like, "Damn, this dude's on a." fucking rampage. Yeah, he right has now. a heat stick like once a year. I said it last episode like he has a five goal game like once every couple of years or so. He's mm-hmm. he's fucking unreal for some reason. Got to love him. Patrick Laine, uh also November of 24th, 2018. That won't happen again now that he's on Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Johan Franzen, uh Franzen, sorry, on February 2nd, 2011. Is that Detroit? That's Detroit, yeah. Uh-huh. Marion Gabrick on December 20th, 2007. Gabrick was, uh, I think, New York Rangers at this time. Yep. Yep. Uh, he scored against L.A. to a 6-2 final. Uh, to break down his five goals, it gets even crazier, just the five goals. He got a first-period hat trick, scored his fourth goal only 22 minutes into the game, and his fifth in just 40 minutes. I mean, when you're hot, you're hot. 
Yeah. But good God, that's quick. Timo Meyer has been the name on the San Jose Sharks when they're in the first round of the playoffs and then get fucking bounced. Yeah. But <laughs> in that first round, man, this guy steps his fucking game up. He is like the guy to carry the team and like puts the team on his back. He's like clutch. It's it's so weird to see because he's not I wouldn't say he's like first line, even second line minutes, honestly, but yeah. this guy fucking crushes it. And I can't wait to see where he brings the San Jose Sharks in the future. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I hope he just brings them out of the first round. He, he's honest. slowly getting some uh, spotlight on him, too. Uh, if you ever watch like San Jose in games, like every time I see Timo Meyer, all I can think of is San Jose. You see like the uh, home uh, announcers, and you just you hear his name a shit ton all of time. Like all the time. He's so active. He's, he's active. He's on the ice. He's making plays, assists. Great play all around, and I think he's finally getting the spotlight he deserves. Yep. Yep. Uh, something also crazy that happened this week. Uh, so I guess on the subject uh, subject of exploding on the ice, a Zamboni in Kentucky exploded this week. It happened during a public skate last Saturday. Employees were replacing a propane tank on the Zamboni when a gradual leak led to the explosion. Luckily, there were no injuries. That video was Insane, by the way. We'll definitely have it uh, down on the uh, screen for you guys to watch. Uh, I don't know what's more insane, though. The fact is Zamboni in Kentucky exploded or the fact there's a hockey rink in Kentucky. Jesus. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Dummy the entire state of Kentucky, dude. Like, fucking stick to whiskey, I, I guess, right? I dude. Oh, dude. Oh, I just dude, blew it. Blew Jack it. Daniels is Tennessee, isn't yeah, it? Sonk, dude. What's Kentucky famous for? Chicken? Um, But, yeah, dude. Fucking crazy to see that Zamboni blow up. I actually took my goddaughter skating this week at a public skate, so that would have been nice to see, but we would have been the first couple people off the ice. Not a big deal. Dude, that video, is you sent it to me, and, like, you just... You see the people skating away, but they're like, oh, no. They're, like, side to side, like, wiggling off the ice. No one seemed to be freaked out, though. No, they were. They just couldn't skate for shit. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't boogieing. They were trying to boogie (laughs) to the boards, but, like, they were like, holy shit, I can't skate. (laughs) You just see this big red light, and you're like, the hell's that? And boom. I was like, whoa. One, I didn't know um, Zambonis. I didn't know they had propane tanks in them. Yeah, I didn't either, honestly. Like, Zambonis are so weird. There was one video that was floating around the internet this week of, like, the oldest fucking rink in the world. Not in the world, but you saw the Zamboni that had, like, a chain link, like, snow crusher or some shit on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was another one too. I can't remember what it was. There was another, oh, the Zamboni. I don't know what town it was in, but it was going nuts. And I've seen it a few times now where like the wheel is just stuck to the right and it's driving itself, just going in circles. And like all the players just huddled on the bench. Like, what do we do? What do we do? (laughs) There was, it was that the video you sent me where it just like, it's just, there's no Zamboni driver and it's just on the ice. Yeah. And it's slamming. Someone captioned it and said like, this is the perfect summary to Montreal season. (laughs) And I was like, what does this have to do with Montreal? Why we got to do them like that? (laughs) Uh, All right, so on to some good news here. Uh, Women's hockey is actually progressing, or is progressing. Uh, The Premier Hockey Federation is more than doubling each team's salary cap to $750,000 and adding two expansion franchises next season. Allegedly. Allegedly. I heard that uh, Canada is definitely a go. There's going to be another Canadian team. But I heard that the second one is kind of on hold. They haven't pulled like wait, wait announced who it. it's going to be, but mm-hmm. they they think that another one might come. Right. I'm glad they're pushing for it too. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> their their board of governors' commitment to invest more than 25 million dollars over the next three years is also considered a major step in attempting to thaw its relationship with U.S. and Canadian national team players who have hesitated at joining the North America's lone professional hockey league. 
It's crazy to think this all comes after the league doubled their salary last season as well. Yeah, so looking at that, like they've honestly quadrupled where they were two years ago, and they've, year, they've turned it into what it is. Yep. And if you think about it like that, two years ago was exactly when COVID started to ramp up. So right. for them to be able to quadruple the amount of money they're pumping into this league, like that's Insane. awesome to see. Um, and I think it is weird to see, but it is a true thing that national team players are hesitant to join like this, this women's hockey league just because of women's hockey history in the past. Like, I'll join. These leagues pay me X amount of dollars. They fold two years later. i got to find a new league. This mm-hmm. thing springs up. I join. It folds. You know what I mean? Like, right. they're just getting, you know, dicked around at the right. end of the day. Uh, like 100%. Yeah. So I, I think it's great to see that, like, here's some more money. Let's fund this. Let's get the salary cap up, and let's show them that, like, this is, you know, this is the league now. Right, you know? exactly. It's like women's hockey is still coming up. So leagues like this, like, again, what you said, are just not – set in stone so like when you're in like a united states or canadian national team where it basically is set in stone to cross over to a league that yeah again like you said it's just it's yeah no shit like you're gonna be like eh, should i do this but i'm glad it's uh it's coming up i think so i think last time we talked about them getting um sponsors and everything with their first um salary cap increase I think it all started with Twitch because remember they moved to Twitch mm-hmm. and I think they blew up even more using social media and Twitch and I think like e- even to this day I think that's helping them. Yes, yeah. yep. I think absolutely. Like I-, I see once a week they're posting like here's this week's matchups for the PHF and where you can find them and it's like the first columns every game is on ESPN Plus. The second column you can find three out of the six games on Twitch and the other three are something else. I don't know what it is, but right, I like think that. it's a north of the border yep. other like broadcasting network. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool to see. Right so. and. Bob Boston Pride, too. I follow them on Instagram, and they're constantly doing something. They're constantly putting up videos and stuff. So, like, their presence is just, like, yeah. keeping going. So, good for the uh, good for these women. Uh, good for the organization. Uh, moving on, we got some fights this week. Islander Zidane Chara took on Fly's Zach McEwen, and we also had Curtis Mc, uh, sorry, Avalanche's Curtis McDermott and Ducks Nikolai – sorry, Nick, I keep saying Nikolai – Nicholas Delorier. How solid were those fights, bud? Yeah, man, Zidane Chara can still fucking throw him. Like, the best part of that fight for me was uh, Chara hit McEwen with, like, a sick uppercut and yeah, literally, like, yeah. dummied him. And then – Kept him up, like held him up. The refs get in between, separate them, but he's still like, Are you good, good dude? Like, yeah, you all right? right? He's asking him. He's like, oh, Are you fucking okay, dude? Like, I clobbered you. I, I loved it. That My was bad, dude. Didn't, mean, didn't yeah. mean to fucking knock the soul out of your body. My bad. <laughs> Just meant to fucking hit you once or twice. Sorry, I'm fucking McEwen's a good tall. fighter, yeah. too, though. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good one to watch. And the McDermott and Delorier fight, like, they were just chucking bombs left and right, like, Fuck, eating, dude, hit, I love eating that. fists. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. I think at one point they had him in slow-mo at like a certain angle, and there was just blood on both jerseys. And, like, uh, I think McDermott cocked his hand back, and, like, his hand was just bloodied up, and I'm like, yeah. I didn't expect uh, Delorier to be this good of a fighter. Like, I know he's, you know, that's his role and shit, but, like, saying McDermott and Deloria's name in the same breath, it seems like, you know, like a couple tiers apart from each other. Right. Like McDermott's yeah, a sick so fighter. Too. Yeah, but hell, I both of them really Props held their ground and just kept going. Yeah. I think that was one of the best fights I've seen in years. Yeah, definitely this Easily. season, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so on the subject of Zidane Chara, he's actually been rising on top lists. Uh, he's second among defensemen in NHL history with most career games played with 1,636. He'll actually play his 1,637th game tonight. Uh, Chelios is in first with 1,651, so he's getting close. 
Uh, he also made 10th spot in most career games played just in general. For defensemen, he joins Chris Chelios, uh, again, who's in first, Scott Stevens, Lay Murphy, and Ray Bork. Solid list right there. And as just a player, he joins Patrick Marlowe, who's in first, Gordie Howe, Mark Messier, Yarme Yager, Ron Francis, Joe Thornton, Mark Recchi, Chris Chelios yet again, and Dave Andrichuk. The 44-year-old was drafted 56th overall by the Islanders in 1996. I was six years old, man. Holy shit. He made his NHL de- debut in 97 and has been in the league ever since. So far, he's had 207 goals and 461 assists in his career. Is Char going to keep playing or am going to see him retire soon? Yeah, I mean, he's going to play until they rip the skates off his fucking feet, man. Like, <laughs> I, I don't see any reason for him to stop. Like, he's a, a physical fucking freak. He's winning pull-up competitions with the young guys that are just coming into the league now. Just dedicated, devoted, driven. Like, he wants to do it. And as long as someone will pay him 750k to do it, he's going to keep gonna doing do it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a um, years ago when he was with the Bruins. There was a uh, what's that uh, behind the B? Behind the B, and uh, there was this. They followed him, and he was doing something for some bakery in Boston, and uh, they, he made something where he just like literally just took a bite out of, and he explained. He goes. No, man, like, at, the, at my age, like, my diet is the reason why I'm in here. He goes, even just, like, that little bite of, like, I think the cupcake or whatever we hate, he goes, that's it. Like, that's all I'm going to mm. have. So he's very strict guy. Diet the way, you know, he's got it, man. He's probably going to keep going. got to wonder what Yami Yaga's diet is, though. I think this guy's just, like, a different, Dude, like, Yami Yaga's diet is, like, six-year-olds. He just fucking, like, eats them and just... <laughs> Just, yeah, I'll leave it at that because it gets worse. <laughs> Just fucking eats children, dude. This guy's a mutiny. He's going to play till he's 98, dude. All those crosses in his locker are just to look good, you know? <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, we got, oh, this is this is one of my favorites that you sent me. I think you, yeah, you sent me this. Uh, we get asked, why is Leon Dreisaitl so pissy? Leon Dreisaitl was asked this question in a post-game interview after being asked a shit question. Can't remember what the question was, but it actually was shaking my head at the audacity of it. Uh, Dreisaitl is currently second in the league in points with 54, second in the league in goals with 26, and first in the league in power play goals with 13. His teammate Connor McDavid is fourth in the league in points with 53 and fourth in the league in assists with 34. The Oilers are 18, 16, and 2. Last night was their 13th loss in a row. They're 7th in the Pacific and 22nd in the league. Why is this team not getting it done? What's your... What's your? Uh... I think they're just in a slump, man. Like, every team goes through it, and the initial question that he was asked was basically, like, sing- basically that the extent of it was single out what the issue is. What the fuck's going on here, Leon? Like, I mean, is it goaltending? Is it defense? What do we need to work on? He's like, yeah, we just need to be better in general. And I think he went on to, like, dig deeper and try and get an answer. He's like, I don't know, you guys, he was like, I don't know, you guys tell me. Like, you guys seem to know everything. Mm-hmm. And then the, the media reporter, which is very, very unprofessional, just snapped and was like, why are you so pissy? Yeah. Leon just, like, batted Whoa. his eyes. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, why are you so pissy? He's like, I'm not. He's like, I, I answer your question. He's like, yeah, not very well. He's like, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> like, what, dude? <laughs> It was mind-boggling. It, it, it was, like, the most unprofessional, weird thing I've seen with media in a, in a, in a while. Right. Like, there's been some weird shit last season, but this, like, this, this stuck this out, man. Um, so I don't really know. I can't single it out. I don't really watch the Oilers that closely, but uh, to to call out your own goaltender like Tippett did last week, like, 
that's not what's that going to resolve? Right. You know, it's not like, resolve shit. So I don't know. I think they just need to need to sit down and get it done. It's kind of mind boggling to me the fact that they've dropped thirteen games and he's still second in the league with points and goals. Like, mm-hmm. it's just classic Oilers. Like goodbye in the first round. We'll see you. Um, I, I want to go back to the whole pissy thing. Did you see uh, last night, even though they lost, a bunch of Oilers fans came in with jerseys. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, there's a picture of someone with a Leon Dreisaitl jersey, and on the back he changed it to pissy, and there were people were just like holding up like signs for like the Edmonton Oilers, uh, wearing Edmonton Oilers jersey, saying, hey guys, why are you guys so pissy? Just like as jokes, you know? Uh, so I, I understand that, I get it. Like I, I think that's funny in the sense that like, let's motivate our guys, like, I, I personally don't think, like, Leon's not at fault here. Like, no, not at all. I, I think, not at all. I think as a fan, me me holding that up, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, Leon. Like, you fucking tell him, like, I'm not fucking pissy. Get out of here. You know right. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go light the lamp and be second in the league in points and in, right. in goal, in, uh, uh, goals, right? Right. So... It was just. I, I just don't understand. It was just a joke on like what the. Yeah, but you don't know which way the fans leaning. They've lost thirteen fucking games in a row, and this guy's buying tickets oh, yeah. that are probably overpriced out the ass. He's probably like this pissy little fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> he's he's great and all, but like at the end of the day, thirteen drops. Like, what are we gonna yeah, do here? Holy shit! But the other side of the spectrum, in, in my eyes, like I would wear it and be like, "Come on, Leon, let's fucking make this guy eat his own words." You right. know exactly. So well, I'm one hundred percent with you on that. I never think about that. Um, so I have a possible answer to what's going on, and this might shock you because I'm actually going to blame goaltending on this one. Uh, Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith have not been the goaltending, uh, that they need. Uh, Mike Smith is currently out with a thumb injury. He's played six games this season with a 3.76 GAA and a .898 save percentage. Miko Koskinen has taken the reins as a starting goalie, and he hasn't helped out much either. He's played 21 games with a 3.33 GAA and a .895 save percentage. Woof. Oof. Guess it is goaltending. Yeah. Sorry, Tip. I guess you're right. <laughs> the, the Orioles are a great team, but in order for them to get where they should be, they need to start with their goalies and make changes. As a goalie, I know how much it can deflate a team when you're in a rut or just not good enough. Morale is low, and I think that's what we're seeing here in Edmonton. So, like, I, I 100% agree. Those numbers are not going to be good enough to get you out of the first round. Oh. But it you take those two goalies and you put them on fucking the Carolina Hurricanes, the this team, the that team, south of the border where it's not a major hockey market, the media stops riding them, and they fucking revitalize their career, just like Frederick Anderson has done from Toronto to Carolina. Like mm-hmm. the, the media, I think, is a big part of why these goalies get in a slump and say, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, I can't get it together. Like they're in their own heads thinking about like, what it's going to be like when they lose a 5-4 game and what the media is going to say. Right. Yeah, my team put up four goals. No, I wasn't good enough to get the win. And mm-hmm. let's, You know what I mean? Let's move on to the next one. But the next one, the next one, the next one, now we're 13 straight. Like, right. I, I just think that the media needs to get off of Canada's ass when it comes to hockey. But you look at the NFL, and I, I guess in that regard, the NFL is the, the largest stage in sports. And if you can't handle the heat, then go south of the border. Get out of the kitchen, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what the solution is. You brought up the NFL, too, and I can't remember what. I feel like it was Tortorella. It was, it was some NHL coach that recently complained 
And he goes, I don't get why you guys are even allowed to be at, like, practice and watch us. He's like, you can't do that in NFL games. Like, no one's even allowed in, like, NFL practice ring, uh, practice arenas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're just, like, ask you, like, hey, why were you working on this? Like, what's going on? Why is this not playing, not here? He goes, they don't have that in the NFL. So why the hell are you doing that? Like, why is that allowed here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, going further down the line, MLB, NBA, I don't know what it's like there. But no. that, that's a very fair point. But even if they were... That doesn't affect the games in that regard. Like, even them asking the tough questions at practice, it's like, all right, it's fucking practice. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it shouldn't affect me in a game. I should be able to get through it. But I think it's also the fear of just here's the media after a loss in a big game. You should have won. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. But it, that is the spotlight city. And if you're going to pay a Carey Price or even, I mean, even a Mike Smith, like, I think it's it's Montreal, number one, right? Toronto, right. number two, and it falls off from there. But mm-hmm. the media stays on them pressure-wise the same way. But Vancouver's goalie that's a starter doesn't get the same spotlight that a Jack Campbell, a Frederick Anderson, uh, Carey Price gets compared to Edmonton, oh, Vancouver. You know what I mean? But they still feel the same heat for some fucking reason. Yeah. And you need to get someone, I guess, like, you need to approach the goaltending position differently than any other team south of the border. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. imagine, like, this season, Tuka Rask contract is up for grab. If if Edmonton signs a Tuka Rask, if Winnipeg, these teams that are on the fringe but feeling that heat, like, yeah. all things considered, the shit that Tuka Rask gets for having the best stats in the league, the shit that he gets from this media, he's used to it. He can yeah. handle it, kind yeah. of, you know? Like, it's like, it is what it is. He's got, he's going to bail in those big games and not be able to clutch it out, right. but the media isn't the aspect that gets to him. I don't know. So you got to find that, like, veteran presence that can handle that, too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we went a little deep there, but I love it though. Love it. That's I like what I think it went, needs to be. You, you opened know? my mind to a bunch of things right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah, maybe like what you just said about Tigger Ass, where you just like maybe he's that veteran guy, where like in the beginning he just got so much shit and it affected him to the point now throughout his career, just like I don't care what they say. I'm here for my team. If I have a rut, if I'm in a rut, I'm in a fucking rut, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna try my best to be here for my team and get through. Maybe that's the uh, thing they need. But again, I don't know what the media pre- like media presence here is fucking bad. But like, I think it's so, worse up there since like oh, it's 100%. the bigger sport. It, it is that yeah exactly. Like that's N- what it is. Hockey mm-hmm. up there is like the NFL here. Yeah, I think of what you already said for sure. Who do you think is like a veteran guy in the league other than Tuka Rask? I, I don't think he would be the guy necessarily. That could fit into that role and not be affected by heavy Canadian media. Just like a goalie, or just like yeah, goalie. I'm trying to think, um, and just not be affected at all. It's I few I, and far between. It's few and far. Like I'm thinking Flurry, but at the same time, like there's no way. I think because I don't think he's really. I the don't only think- thing he's been affected by, I think, is his own agent who. Honestly, like, pun intended, stabbed him in the back. Right, exactly. With that tweet and shit. Like, a Jonathan Quick would be one to me, but his injury status has drudged his career down into the mud, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, a Ben Bishop's gone from the league. A Brain Bo- Brain Holpe couldn't handle it in Vancouver with a new squad. Maybe Vasilevsky can get Vasilevsky, can't imagine him moving, moving from Tampa. Yeah. Him not understand English? Is that what you say? <laughs> like a Sergey Bobrovsky. I mean, one of them oh, One of them could pick up that big contract. He's yep. performing to it. You could trade and ask Florida to get out from under that big big number. Maybe you win a cup this year and, and get rid of Bobrovsky early. Ooh. You know what I mean? We'll move on from that contract. You got your money's worth. Bringing a cup to Florida? 
and after Tampa got the last two, Woo! and then you move on from a 10 mil contract, that seems like a win seems to me. Seems like a win-win. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, I can't think of a goalie that could do it. I right. I think it's few and far between. Yeah. But. I think you need a uh, – goalie's a real mental sport, and when you have that and media down your throat – Hit me up, dude. Goals. Like, I'll put up a fucking uh, – <laughs> what, what numbers did you say, dude? I could probably get torched Four, and be fine, dude. A 3.33 and an 8.95? I might be able to – you might know. be able to do that. I yeah. could put up a 3.45 and an 8.50 <laughs> and not give a fuck. It's fine, dude. I'll tell them you're pissy. You peed your pants. I don't care. <laughs> I gotta make Dusty in front of me, dude. He'll put up nine. I'll let him eight. We're good. <laughs> Still talk shit in the interviews. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Just chug beers in the interviews, dude. Like, Savage. Yeah. yeah. Played a hell of a game tonight. Yeah. You guys Chris Pronger, right? Nothing. Chris yeah, Pronger, Chris that, Pronger shit. that shit. Uh, moving on. So, speaking of goalies, we got a goalie goal this week. Tristan Martin of the Spruce Grove Saints in the AJHL, which is the Alberta Junior Hockey League, scored a goal and became the first goalie to score in that league's history. The AJHL has been around since 1963, so 58 years. There's 16 teams in the league. Uh, plenty of big-time NHLers played in that league. Braden Holtby, Braden Holpe, Kale McCarr, Mark Messier, Danny Heatley. 50-07. Yep, and Colton Pareko, just to name a few. Uh, Tristan is having a great turnaround this season. Last year, he gave up 90 goals in just 18 games. Played with a uh, three, sorry, three win, uh, 12 loss, and two overtime loss record, and a 5.28 GAA. Oof! This season, he's only allowed 33 goals in the 12 games he's played with a 2.76 GAA and Snapped a 10 record. So savage, huge turnaround. And. One goal. One goal. Add that to the list. So congrats to one goalie to another on the big goal. Uh, a question that I thought of, too. How are you with uh, shooting the puck down the other end of the ice? So I've never really, like, taken a snap at the other end. I, I did play, honestly. This is going to be, like, a, 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 a who's who's the guy uh, Who's the guy with the closet song? You know who I'm talking about? No. Now I'm in the closet. Oh, R. Kelly? R. Kelly? Yeah, it's yeah. R. Kelly. Yep. So this is my confession. <laughs> so I was in a playoff game, dude. I went to snap the puck around the back of the net, shot it in my own net. Oh, I think we were down 2-1, to one, my though. God. We were down 2-1. to one. Oh. And it was like the third period late. Like, I-, I probably had like 45 saves, but like we were getting no zone time. We maybe had 10 shots. We were 1 on 10. Shit. And I put it in my own net and we ended it not put us up 3 to uh down 3 to 1. I just fucking collapsed in the corner. I was like that's it. Like <laughs> putting it in your own net, you're done. But a big thing that I became a proponent of, never mind shooting it down the other end and trying to get it in like I don't really work towards that, especially men's league. One thing that I do, if I go to the corner with the puck and the the forward from the opposing team is pressing me, I'll I'll come in with the backhand goalie stick, right? Like I'm going to rim, rim it up the boards. Yeah. And fake drop the shoulder to add some deception to it, mm-hmm. and then I'll skip over the puck, and then I'll come back the Look other up. way. Nice. You know what I mean? Yep. So the guy will, will come in, and he goes to press me. He sees me sending up the boards. He'll peel and go, and I'll send it around the back of the net. Nice. And I'll be like, yes, yeah, sound. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Can you shoot it down the other end of the ice like that? <sighs> I'll fuck around and try shooting it down, but... I realized I don't think I have the strength or wrist strength to do it. So what I ended up doing was practicing passing. So like where yeah. I'm at, I'll pass it to like center ice or like the other blue line. And uh, actually to add to that, um, I, I got to edit it Saturday. But on uh, 
I put up a mic'd up with Matt today. Uh, but the one after that, uh, I have an assist in that game. Oh, no shit. That's pretty puck, cool. pass it up to the other blue line. Is uh, that primary assist or a secondary? Primary No assist. shit, dude. Yeah. Look at you. And he came Snap. down and fucking scored five hole and the looked, gave me the look little point. I'm like, no yeah, shit. dude, that's I dope. got a fucking point that's in this dope. game. Nice. After your last one, that's a good play. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So I know uh, what that's like, though, losing 11-1. That's brutal. Fucking awful. I'm all about that, though, like. I'll have one of my own defensemen coming back and like have a stick on the ice. I'm I'm pretending like I'm gonna pass it to him and I'll fucking fire it at him and he'll just like duck out of the way, you know what I mean? Like I'll <laughs> sauce it and it'll go up to the opposite like opposite blue line and the guy will go in, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's sick though. Good for you. I like snapping the puck around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good to get better, you know? You'll, you'll never be like a Marty Bordeaux or, or uh what's or <laughs> says you Hextall that could fucking <laughs> fling it, you know? Yeah. That'd be sick, though, if you just, like, work your forearms out all day long, seven days a week, and just, like, doing, like, wrist curls. And then at the end of the week, you're like, Yeah, I guess so. But (laughs) just fucking getting the wrist strong as shit and just being able to fire the puck, like, fucking fling it. Bar down from your own end. (laughs) I should probably start at least trying, you know? I think... You ever see the clip of Philip Forsberg? He's literally one hand on his on his stick, and he he's a forward, obviously. But he's one hand on his stick and can fucking snap it bar down, and it's like a, an NHL shot. Jesus. One hand, I'm like, how? Unreal. Titanium wrist. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, fucks uh, fuck ups over here, uh, we had a weird play this week uh, with Ottawa versus Buffalo. Uh, in the third period, with 10 minutes left and tied 1-1, to a scrum ensues near the benches after a hit to Sabres' Kyle Ocposo. No whistle was blown at all, and Sabres' Mark Jankowski goes on an easy breakaway on Senators' Antoine Forsberg and scores to make it 2-1. to one. Uh, the, whist- the ref's supposed to blow a whistle? 100%. Like, there's a scrum, <laughs> like, eight plays right there, dude. <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world to me. Like, there's eight guys right here piled up in between the benches, beating the shit sure, out of each sure other, that. and one ref is pulling them apart. I think one linesman's close by. The other two are just kind of watching. And this fucking dickhead, Mark Jankowski, <laughs> says, I don't care. I'm not helping my team. I'm going to go score a goal. <laughs> I love the mentality, though, where just, like, you look at the scrum, and at the same time, Mark is just like, I don't think I heard a whistle. Let me fucking yeah. take He's the like, puck. oh, puck. Fuck, yeah, there we go. I'm going to score. He's like, hey, you know what? I could, I could try something here. I think he scored, and the rest was like, oh, shit. Did you see, like, three of the Sabres guys peel off of that pile immediately once they realized what was going on? <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, but shit. Mark was on the breakaway, right? Uh, uh, Sabres player, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So he's going in on the breakaway, and three of the Sabres guys peel off the pile before the Senators guys do. Yeah. So they're like, oh, shit. Senators I guess they're like, still why playing. Are you guys leaving? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild, man. Like, they're absolutely supposed to blow that whiff- whistle, but, like, just didn't happen. The heads up play of Jankowski would be like, no, I don't care if my guy's getting mugged four on one. Like, I'm going to go score a goal. <laughs> so, so, oh, fuck. I, I've watched that a few times now. I'm just like. It's so good. Good it, God. It, you can yeah. play it over and over again. It's such a good clip. It's so good. It, it's just funny as shit because it's like two of like the, well, I wouldn't say worse, but like pretty bad. Yeah, the toilet know? bowl, dude. The toilet bowl, yeah. It's like the Montreal, Arizona <laughs> game the other day, the fucking Shane Wright Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have college to the NHL. Goalie Jack LaFontaine uh, and captain for the Minnesota Golden Gophers signed an entry-level deal with the Carolina Hurricanes this week. He was 12-8-0 with a 2.69 GAA and .900 save percentage with Minnesota. He played his first game on January 13th against the Columbus Blue Jackets after coming in for Freddie Anderson uh, after he let up four goals. Uh, Jack saw three shots and made a single save for a 
nothing lost. Uh, LaFontaine was uh, the talking point and the John Boy video this week. I think that's why I brought it up to you. Uh, LaFontaine came out towards the blue line to play a puck and got absolutely ransacked by a Michigan player. His mask flew off and looked bad, but he was able to get up and shake it off. Uh, I guess when you have the opportunity, take it, but I feel like I would have finished college a bit with me. Think so? Uh, could you have finished college, though? I'm just kidding. I barely fucking scraped by. But yeah, dude, that John Boy video was hilarious, hilarious. dude. He's like, he's like, oh, this guy's <laughs> the Minnesota Gophers captain. He's also the goalie. So they just decided to let the craziest person in the locker room just run the team. Great call. But dude, he ate that hit. He didn't hit his head on the ice, but he kind of got smoked by the player and just like gets up. He's laughing up. about it. Like, yeah. I don't care, dude. Like, that was wild. Dude. Wild. He got smoked. It wasn't the Aaron Dell hit on a. On no, the other guy last week. Not even close, but he got fucking. He got when you saw, like, slow, when John Boy put it in slow mode and you saw his mask fly off, you're like, holy One shit. angle, I was like, he's dead. He's, he's dead. dead. He didn't move for like a second. And the other yeah, angle, he gets up. Yeah. the other angle, he like almost caught his head on his shoulder and like didn't hit the ice, ice. and then just like laid there for a second and got up and laughed. I was like, what? what? This guy's a lunatic. You crazy son of a bitch. And now yeah. he's playing for the Carolina. That's why Americans. he's a goalie. And that's why he's a goalie. <laughs> uh, so on the topic of Carolina. With Freddie Anderson and Peter Morozek pretty much switching teams this season, I wanted to do a quick dive into how their stats compare to when they played for Toronto. We've talked about how playing for Toronto can ruin confidence in careers, so here's what I found. Peter Morozek last season for Carolina, he played 12 games with a 6-2-3 record, 2.06 GA, and a .923 save percentage. Solid. This season for Toronto, he's played four games with a 2-2-0 record and a 3.59 GAA and .882 save percentage. Yeah, not solid. Not solid. <laughs> Freddie Anderson last season for Toronto, he played 24 games, 13-8-3 record with a 2.96 GAA and a .895 save percentage. Not all that bad, but still not great. But still not great. This season for Carolina, he's played 26 games with a 26-0 record with a 1.99 GAA and .930 save percentage. Anderson this season is second in wins, second in GAA, and fourth in save percentage in the league. Maybe goalies just shouldn't play for Toronto. I think Toronto might have a better record if they played a six-man offense with no goalie. Like, <laughs> it's unreal to think about. Um, I did send you some stats this season, this week, too, on Tony D'Angelo. Like, that guy has revitalized his career the same way that Frederick Anderson has. And D'Angelo, if you remember from last season, had a skirmish with his own teammate in the New York oh, Rangers. that's right, yeah. And he, I, like, he went to Carolina on, I believe, what was a third chance because he's been bad for the locker room. But I, be- I want to say his stats are, like, not crazy. I think he's a defenseman. He's playing top-line minutes, maybe top-second-line minutes. Um, and I think he might have six goals, plus 14, some shit like that. But just the fact that guys can go to Carolina, fit into the system, and you know be that useful when it comes to being the thing that drags down a team in the New York Rangers and in Toronto, like that's awesome to see. Like right. I- I'm really happy to see that as, as far as it goes with Frederick Anderson and with Tony D'Angelo. I thought it was really cool. Right, that's cool. Uh, now let's uh, let me reel back a co- uh, topic of conversation that we had. Now this is Toronto and Carolina. Uh, do you think Toronto media presence had everything to do why they sucked, and when they went to Carolina and didn't have that crazy media presence, that they're able to just play their game? Oh, hundred percent. Like when it comes to Frederick Anderson, hundred percent. So this guy last season had. I would say below average stats. Like like we said, you know, a 296 GAA, not good, not 
not great, not bad, you know, and an 895 save percentage, it's a little bit lower than you would expect. Mm-hmm. They send that guy to the fucking minors, you know what I mean? And he's right. come off of another team that he already played NHL game, games for. Like, he was trying to get in the right mindset. But now he's in Carolina and putting up the numbers he's putting up, 26-0, and 199, and a 9-3-0. Like, holy fuck. Like, when I don't have the media breathing down my fucking neck, like, I can play the game. Yeah, I, I can, can play hockey. I can do my job. Yeah, yeah it's insane. nuts, man. Like, that's exactly what it is, I think. I think... And it's also like maybe he like tore that testicle and now he's like, you know, a quarter quarter pound lighter. <laughs> You're like, wow, I'm like so much more agile without that nut. <laughs> it's crazy how much weight that brought me down. <laughs> My butterfly sides have never been so much good. Oh God. That's hilarious. That's fucking great. But I don't know. Maybe Canadian. Dude, that's got to be what it is. Like, Peter Mrazek didn't play well with the Detroit Red Wings, who are a bad team, like, at the time when he was there. Yeah. Moves to Carolina, played pretty well, and then he moves again to Toronto. Now he's shit again. You know, it's... Mrazek was the head of the team in Carolina. He was all, yeah. he was all part of that Him and surge yeah. that they do. And Shut the fuck up. Loved it. <laughs> do we have the surge on here for notes? No, but you want to bring it up? Yeah, so th- there, there, was a, there was a surge, and NASCAR event is uh, going on in, in Carolina this weekend. Or last weekend, whatever it was. Yeah. And um, I don't have all the notes on it, obviously. But two of the players decide, like, oh, it's NASCAR. We'll do a storm surge. The two of us will race around the ice. They're jocking each other. They're, like, pushing, shoving a little Flying bit around the corners. Yeah, they're zooming, dude. Which is pretty sick. Like, I was like, this is really cool. Like, yeah. I wish they would do this every week and, like, pick two players and they go out and do it. But at the end of the finish line, dude, one of the guys slips. He's in the lead. He falls. His skate pops up and almost, almost. like, cuts the dude's face open. Like, lip to nose. Like, straight up like that. And, uh... They they really lucked out that he wasn't injured, right. but like, dude, that was scary. It was, was one of those where you walk in and the head coach is like, "Yeah, we're not doing that shit again." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, Rod Brindamore is the fucking man. Like, yeah. if you think like you're first on the ice, last off, like he's first at the rink in the gym in the morning and last, last out. Out, yeah. like, and he's the fucking coach. Like, this guy is like benching more than you can do. Like, right. doing everything, keeping up with the team. That's a cool aspect. Like. If I if I were an NHL coach, I mean, granted, I would probably be down like maybe 60, 40 pounds, something like that. But I would I would have the same mentality. I I want to be able to, I mean, my main my main thing when it comes to managing people and employees is I will never ask you to do something that I would not do myself. Right, right. And if Rod Brindamore says I will never ask you to bench fucking two twenty five before I will do it myself. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's I think what that's we're looking motivation for. They oh, yeah. For the teammates, where you're just like, you see that, you'd be like, dude, I'll do anything, anything for yeah. this guy. You yeah. Know? This guy would do it too. He's not you know? just coming in like yeah. fucking 400 pounds telling me what to do. He's actually like in the gym with me, lifting more than me too. But, but, Opposite side of the spectrum, you see a Bruce Boudreaux who's <laughs> 8 0 and 1. I mean, you got to do what uh, works. <laughs> you got a good point. He's, all my hey, words. he's probably out there blocking shots, though, 400 pounds. <laughs> no, no. Shout out to Bruce, though. He's doing fucking great things in Vancouver. I love to see it. Gotta so. say it again. Big Caboose Bruce. That's my fucking favorite. Yeah, dude. I gotta, I gotta say it. So good. You don't like Savagery. it? Savagery. I liked it the first time. I don't know. I'm just stuck on it, I guess. <laughs> so moving on from that, uh, <clears throat> Quentin Byfield returns to the NHL. <clears throat> LA Kings recalled Quinton Byfield and made a season debut Thursday versus Colorado. He got three shots on net with 15 minutes of ice time and a 4-1 to loss. Woof, dude. Way to call him out. <laughs> uh, this year for the Ontario Reign, he's played 11 games with, a f- with four goals and two assists. Byfield was part of the Ontario Reign's all-black line with Akil Thomas and Devontae Smith-Pelly that we talked about in our earlier episodes. 
he was the second overall pick in the 2020 NHL draft. He was also the youngest player of the 2020 World Juniors and played all seven games for the Team Canada leading up to their gold medal win. Damn. Look out for uh, look out for and expect to see more from Quinton in the coming seasons. I think uh, probably down the Ontario Rain just a little more to really um, – What's the word I'm looking for? To not become a veteran, but to... Uh... I'm not giving it to you. I give it to you every week. You do? Really? Yeah. I talk about this every week? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, fuck it, it's, it's almost like diversity inclusion, but <laughs> mature and developed. Mature and developed. Oh, yeah. it's right. Yeah, you I do, say hit, that I do hit you with that a lot. Good fucking but, uh, God. Dude, I love to see De- Devontae Smith-Pelly. He's nasty, too. Like, I-, I want him and Quinton Byfield to be the, the future of the LA Kings. Like... That's gonna be awesome. I do think that, like you said, him playing seven games in the World Juniors, like you have to, to win a gold medal. You have to look it up because there there was a thing on uh, Devonte Smith Pelly that uh, I think he left the team and he signed a professional tryout for like some e- ECHL team. I think. Oh, wild. Okay. Yeah. So he's yeah. not even on the team anymore. Damn. But either way, like both of those guys, like I- I'm excited to see their futures and I want to see them grow more. Like. Quinton Byfield has been, like, hyped up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And once the L.A. Kings, like, I don't blame him for three shots, 15 minutes of ice time and a 4-1 to one loss. Like, right. that's not – that doesn't speak volumes to him. It's yeah, just – Got to warm that's, up. That's 15 also, minutes of ice time is fucking great, though. That's also where the team's at. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not just him. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see the future of the L.A. Kings and the future of Quinton Byfield. So. Right. Exactly. Uh, moving on, another woman was hired in the NHL, Rachel Doris. I think that's how Do- – Doris? Doris. Dorier. Dorier. Sorry, I'm fucking A. I feel like every week I butcher some name. I don't speak French. (laughs) No, no, no. Buy a new mic. (laughs) (laughs) She was hired by the Vancouver Canucks this week as an analyst in their hockey analytic department. She's 25 years old from Ontario, Canada, has been a part of hockey for years. She was a video coach for the Sudbury Wolves of the OHL back in 2014, then an analyst for uh, Nipissing? University in Ontario. From there, she was hired as an analyst for the New Jersey Devils in 2017, where she worked. For, <coughs> sorry, where she worked for two seasons, and since 2019, has been with York University of Toronto as the director of analytics before being hired by the Canucks this week. What an incredible resume! And all just at the age of 25. Congrats to Rachel, and hope she has a great career with the Canucks organization. It's well deserved. Imagine doing all that by the age of 25. Yeah, must be sick. Then there's me. <laughs> <laughs> 17, 18, 19. That's awesome, man. Good for her. All right, that, so that's five so cool. years ago, so when she was 20 years old, she was an analyst for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Can you fucking imagine that shit? It's almost like, have you seen the movie Moneyball? Is that the one I watched? I think it's Moneyball. And I think it's, uh, oh, fuck. Who's the guy? Who's, who's the fat, chubby guy? It's not Seth Rogen. Uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is uh, <laughs> Jonah Hill's an analyst for chubby. the Yankees. Huh? I mean, I think he's lost weight now, but. Fuck, I want to call him Chubby. This is way back. Yeah, he was. Jonah Hill was fat, man. I want to call him Savage, chubby, bro. bro. I call Savage. Him chubby. We're going to tag Jonah Hill with this. Be like, Matt says you're fucking fat yeah. back in the day. Yeah, but... people call you big boy back in the day, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's on Moneyball, dude, and he's like some analyst for the Yankees, and they pick him up on the Oakland A's and like just changes the game the way that he looks at it. Like, he changes it and says, like, we don't need to pay this guy for this. We could pay this guy X amount of dollars, and it's, you know. It, it produces this much more, and it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it yet, it's very old, dude. Like I think 2011 came out, but it, it's very cool to see that analysts this young get into these positions, and I think that she, I don't know much about her, much about the story, anything like that, but mm. just getting someone in this young can look at things differently than 
the old eyes on it, which is really just like the story of baseball. Right. This guy's twenty. This movie's twenty eleven. So he's coming in and trying to change the game. And I, I think that eventually, at some point, it's going to flip, and mm. people are going to be like, "This guy's." You know, you look at the Corsi stats, the nerd stats. When it comes to the NHL, and you say like, "This guy's time on ice, he's this effective because of this." You know what I mean? Right. So exactly. I mean, I, I got way too deep there, but congratulations no, to her, that, dude. That's. Uh... <laughs> That's where I wanted to go. And actually, uh, you, you made me think, too, just like, yeah, maybe like the old guys are just like, this is how I've been doing it. For, this is how I've been doing it for years. It's just how it's done. Whereas she's just got an open mind now because this is the beginning of her NHL. Yeah, so yeah. she's just like, she sees it with an open mind now. So it could change shit, you know? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so congratulations to her. The last thing we do want to talk about tonight is Zach Roberts is helping you out, bud. Uh, Zach, a member of the goalie community, beat Chris to the punch with customizing his mask to have a tinted visor behind the cage. He says it helps him see better with all the glare coming off the snow and ice. Uh, Chris Taylor, another goalie with the same issue, uses snowmobile goggles, which are double panned to prevent fogging. Also, to add to that, uh, Penguins goalie during the late 60s, early 70s, Les Binkley, used black paint eye just above the uh, sorry just below the eye holes of the face mask um for the same reason so dude i'm gonna just just... start wearing fucking like snowboard goggles you know what i mean yeah imagine if i slapped those on under a helmet you know what i'm talking about (laughs) like the swaggy oakley's with like they're like rainbow tint right here dude just like under my helmet and then slap it on dude go to town What's up now? Shoot is coming down. I have no idea what you're looking at. Be like, shoot, like, what do I what shoot? The what the fuck is this fuck guy is wearing? <laughs> Why is he in the corner? <laughs> Can't see shit. <laughs> Facing the wrong way. Right. Like, uh, who was it in the shootout? I think it was Carrie Price shootout at the All-Star game. Turns Face around. backwards, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, I can't see anything right now. Um, so I'm I'm actually, I, so I found this on social media, and I'm, I am glad I found it. Uh, definitely brings attention to goalies out there with sensitive eyesight and what they've been doing to help themselves see. Meanwhile, Chris just wants to look like the coolest kid on the ice, which Fuck he yeah. pretty much just solidified. Who doesn't? <laughs> Green machine. <laughs> Forgot about him. <laughs> Regardless, uh, it really goes to show uh, sorry, show you how much the game of hockey means to people where they will do anything necessary to keep playing the sport uh, they and all of us love. Uh, we've talked about goalie mods, and this is definitely one of them, and there's so many I've talked about that gear and stick companies even use and love that now that you can order gear with a mod already sewn onto it and ready to go. Uh, gotta love the hockey community. I'm so glad I found this because I... When we first saw it, I was like, I made fun of it because I sent it to you and be like, oh, this dude's got your same fucking perspective. He just wants to look cool. But then, like, he actually talks about it. He goes, yeah, dude, look, my eyes. It's just like the yeah, glare from the snow and, and ice. And, You're like, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, and I mentioned it to you about one rink around here that the glare when you're in, in the net just on one end of the ice, the way that the, the top-down lights hit the ice, there's just a savage glare, glare right where someone would pull the trigger and shoot. And I'm like, this kind of fucks with me a little bit, so... But in general, like, no, I don't care about that. Like, I, I would just wear that so I would look like a fucking hero, dude. I just want, like, the 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 mirrored fucking uh, You want to look like the visor. goalie version of fucking Shorzy from Letterkenny. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I want that visor, dude. Oh, my sick Jamaica jersey, dude. If I could have, like, nasty pads, I would, but I'm not paying for that. If anyone wants to buy them for me, feel free. I'll send you my Venmo. Just, like, hit me up. But, yeah. That's what's up. Imagine you chirping, looking like Shorzy as a goalie. You just like make a glove save. Goes, God, fuck your whole life. <laughs> yeah. 
What do you guys? I get a charity. I get charity because I hang out with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, with that said, that ends our episode fifty-six. Um, Want to tell them uh, what happened when I got it? <laughs> no, no, not particularly. No, no. Okay. So we just recorded a normal episode. Nothing to say about nothing that. To say about that. Today was a good normal, day. That's all we got to know. Episode. I got. We're good to go. <laughs> We're good to fucking go. So with that, I am ready to go. (laughs) Ready to go. (laughs) All right, let's uh, ready to do the shot. Yep. Crush that. Was it good? Yeah, these are actually really good. So I was talking to one of the guys today, and uh, this is Paps Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. So Paps gets a knock just because it's Paps Blue Ribbon. You're like, I'm used to paying a dollar beer for that, but this is like a coffee flavored beverage. You you can't drink chocolate. You said so. Mm -hmm. This isn't for you, but. Uh, I think this is like the next category to pop. I think you'll find it in like the the Mike's Hard Lemonade, okay, the Smirnoff yeah, salt, yeah. the Smirnoff section. Um, but there's a variety eight pack, and like this is a salted caramel one. Like this this thing slaps, dude. Like nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of like if you were to drink like black coffee. It's not that. This is like cream and sugar, like mocha pump, caramel pump, like okay, Mary yeah. Lou's kind of iced coffee. You know what I mean? Um, so. What did you have last week? Remember, I was was I drinking bevies? Was it the long drink? No, you had something like Mike's Hard. Or... No, fuck. Was I gave Truly's? you the Arnold Palmer's, didn't I? I was drinking twi- uh, Truly Iced Teas. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, those are good. I, I want to try those. Yeah, I smashed all those. Can't give you one. Gone. <laughs> those are in my recycling bin. You can have that. <laughs> here's here's sixty cents for you, bud. <laughs> I'll have the little droplets and be like, that was good. Yeah, they are really good though. If I can grab one, I'll grab one for you. Those Definitely are good. Do it. All right, so Soco Caramel, both of us, yeah? Soco, bud. There you go. Cheers, Cheers. Bozo. We both found out Soco's uh, whiskey, right? Oh. So, still not as bad of a time as I had last <clears throat> week with the, uh, that was the Bacardi pineapple, right? Oh, I'm in your shoes right now, dude. That was atrocious. Oh damn! Oh, I want to give a shout out to uh, this this cool Instagram account. I think you guys follow. They do a, a cooking show, and it's it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. They're hilarious. It's a great time. It's called Get Down with Sean and Marley on Instagram, and hmm. these guys put up the best videos. It's those two um, special needs, the oh, special yeah. needs guys yeah, yeah, that do the cooking yeah, show. Yeah. Man, like those two are like best friends, and I think they were on a famous like talk show. I think they must be from Australia. Something I still like haven't that. figured that out. They seem like they have an Australian accent. Uh, but dude, the videos they put up are so fucking awesome. funny, man. Like it's just heartwarming. It's great stuff, and and they're like arguing with each other in the kitchen, like don't get the knife. And they, <laughs> you know, it comes over and he just rolls his eye out. I'm like, Matt, this is me and you every week, man. Like this is what we do here. And they're like cooking stuff. They're like cooking a chicken. He's reaching inside, pulling out the guts and stuff. He's making the best faces, man. Like they're awesome, man. So shout out to Sean and Marley. Follow them on Instagram at Get Down with Sean and Marley. So. Just wanted to plug them because they're fucking great people. Well deserved. Yeah. Uh, let's call us out, bud. Let's go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Bye, guys. Bye.